Don't build programs. Find innovators and disruptors. Yeah, so we previously talked about, you know, once you have a, an innovator and you build a program around them as a founder, um, you can't expect that type of passion and ingenuity um, to carry on when you look to replace them. And so um, if I'm the service or I'm, I'm a general um, or assistant secretary of the Navy, you know, what am I looking for then? You know, am I, I followed the founder, we started something, whether it's next generation logistics or whether it's um, installation next or whether it's um, a tech bridge. And so how am I going to continue the fruit of what that person's been doing when that person has to leave? And it's no, they're no longer there to be the founder. And so our instinct is, okay, just replace them, you know, replace them with another leader. And we talked about previously why that doesn't work um, because that leader is not, they're just leading something, you know, bureaucratically now rather than passionately and in, in all of them being invested in it. And so, okay, then what does the service do? Well, what you're looking for is the next innovator. You know, if you really want disruption, you're trying to follow patient people's passion and their interest and their skill. And so you're looking, you learn from the past person that, that disruptor, what character traits you're looking for that can be truly disruptive and, and transform, you know, transformational for the service. Now you're looking for the next person. And whatever they're passionate about and they're generating opportunity and momentum around, you're saying, I'm investing in that. I'm, in, I'm looking for the fertile ground of that human talent where they act like an entrepreneur. They are a disruptor to the entire bureaucracy. And I'm trying to elevate them. I'm trying to build around their passion, not take someone and think they're going to generate passion to a topic that I bring them to. Right. And so that's what you're looking for. You're, you're looking for the next innovator. I don't, I'm going to make this personal. You know, I don't want the Navy and Marine Corps to replace Brandon Newell and expect that that next person needs to carry out and, um, you know, built around with my skill sets and my passions. I want them to find the next Brandon Newell and figure out what the hell that person loves and is passionate about, and will go and dis, you know, go through whatever personal and professional risk they have to, to generate that future that they know is right there for the taking. And that's how you do it. I mean, it's a form of crowdsourcing. And you don't say, you're a great engineer. I know you've never had, um, you never worked on a, an iPhone or a phone before. I'm gonna make, I'm gonna bring you over here and you're gonna generate as much passion as the last guy. I need you to replace them. No, that's not disruption. You know, you need to crowdsource the opportunity by identifying and locating the passionate disruptor and elevate them to disrupt where they are. What you're actually reminding me of is Christian Bros, who wrote the book, The Kill Chain. And he spent a long time as the senior advisor to Senator John McCain and got very deep into to military issues. And this book is is highlighting a lot of the issues that we're also talking about, which is that the way that the way the bureaucracy is thinking, 
about the future is is that you know status quo is good enough because it's never been tested or contested uh, in a in a way that's going to prove to us that it's it's not going to work. And the way the metaphor he uses is the kill chain, which is the whole point of a military is to a deter war and secure the nation. And if we're forced to go to war, then we need to be able to basically kill the enemy faster than they can kill us. That's the ability to, to it's called, you know, the OODA loop is, is famous in innovation circles is observe, orient, decide, and act. And you do that in a, in a circle that's quicker than your adversary. So all we're talking about as a concept is how do you achieve killing your enemy quicker than they can kill you? In none of that says that we need to have an aircraft carrier or submarines or a tank or like buy these individual platforms that are going to accomplish something. No, that they don't in in their own right accomplish anything. It's what role do they play in the overall kill chain that allows us to close the loop faster? Well, you got me thinking about, you know, Jeff Bezos and Amazon or Steve Jobs and Apple and and compare that to a joint strike fighter. Here, I know I need this state-of-the-art fifth-generation jet, and so I'm going to articulate its requirement and have this this nameless, faceless blob that's going to spit out this thing. And then you, and then you compare that to the power of personality and passion and ingenuity to morph to the opportunity that Jeff Bezos did or Steve Jobs did. Which one do you think produces a truly disrupting transformational capability? I don't want to be a part of some of an organization that is going to spit out a joint strike fighter by nameless, faceless blob. Because there's no way it can be as capable as it could be. I'm going to bet on a Jeff Bezos, wherever that takes me. Because if Jeff Bezos had to articulate what Amazon would be or Amazon Web Services would be 15 years ago and then actually built to whatever he even thought, right, at that time, think of how limiting that would be compared to where we are today. Now, let's say, let's take his name off of it. And so he might have created a vision for what Amazon was going to be. And then we, we asked him to move away and go do something else. And we said, hey, next guy. Come on, here, I'm going to put you in place. We've got this thing called Amazon, you know, on the internet, people are going to buy stuff. How about you? uh, We need you to finalize that and bring it to market. There's no way. And yet that's what we think is going to defeat our adversaries or, you know, be so disruptive that we don't have to go to war with our adversaries. Absolutely not. Yeah, because what we're talking about here is actually achieving that quantum leap into the future where the US military is able to achieve just so far so far in advance of what their adversary is capable of that, that there's no contest and then war is deterred and the objective is reached and that's what Amazon and Apple and Tesla like they they have done but if we just put that into autopilot then then they're just going to be overcome so we're not talking about being good enough to to deter like in general because that that's that's just gonna continue to get more abundant and it's it's not gonna work. <laughs>